If you want to crush your quota, you're in the right place. My first year in sales, I sold $758,000 on a $150,000 quota, and that was just the beginning. I'm your host, Mary Grothy. I'm a former number one B2B mid-market SaaS sales rep turned CEO. I've sold millions in revenue, broken multiple records, and now I run a company that rebuilds revenue engines and creates top sales performance. This isn't a show about achieving quota. This isn't about being okay in sales. This is about being number one and learning what it takes to crush your quota. With our RevOps division at SalesBQ, we have established partnerships with 14 companies right now. And you guys know we're a HubSpot agency partner and we have other big name technologies. One of our recent additions is Vidyard. And it's interesting because we just kept getting asked the question by our clients, like, does video marketing really work? Should we use video and outbound sales prospecting? Does it work? I was like, well, I don't know. Let's call the experts. I'm sure they have a really great story to tell. And lo and behold, they had a great story to tell and we've started adopting it. And it's pretty impressive to see what's happening, but there's so much more to the psychology behind why this is effective and where the trends in marketing and sales are going as far as connecting with the buyer. And you guys know, like video is a huge part of that, but how did you, how do you do it in an effective strategy? So rather than me sit here and, uh, you know, try to sound intelligent on the topic, we decided to go to the source. I'm really excited to welcome Tyler Lassard to our quota crusher podcast today. And what we're covering is all about using video marketing to engage your buyer and boost sales. So you could call it video marketing or uh, using it for outbound sales as well. But Tyler is a marketing executive with a passion for creative storytelling and data-driven marketing, which by the way, we're big fans of. We oftentimes, when we talk about our marketing services, we have a slide up on the screen and it's this creative picture with like a whole bunch of people standing around a giant canvas, all like throwing paint at it. And we say, this is what people think marketing is, that you have a bunch of creatives in a row that throw paint and a canvas and like eventually something sticks and looks really pretty. That's not what marketing is. Sure, you need creatives in the process, but marketing must be data-driven and it must be set for scale. It has to be efficient. You have to be able to report on it. So I love that Tyler is all about data-driven marketing, but he's focused on creating exceptional customer experiences. And it goes from like marketing needs to play a role not just like to get people excited about your brand. You should be marketing to them all throughout the life cycle and tenure of them being with you as a customer. So as a VP of marketing at Vidyard, he spent six years, over six years now, immersed in the world of online video and video selling. He's helping to define and share best practices for businesses of all shapes and sizes. So this is something that everybody can use. He's a frequent speaker and an author on topics spanning video marketing, content marketing, B2B sales, account-based marketing, all things that we love. So I'm so glad he's here. And he's the host of the Creative Creating Connections podcast and video in focus show. Welcome, Tyler. Oh, Mary, thank you so much. It's absolutely a pleasure to be here. And I just want to say that, you know, my when I look at this, you know, what is marketing? I'm the guy that, you know, has an abstract piece of artwork on one side and then a scientific formula on the other. And I point at the intersection of those two and I say, it is the blend of art and science. And that's that's when we win. And that's what I love. So excited to dive into these topics. Hey, amazing. So what was your, just give us a brief brief overview. What was the path for you to get into marketing? Like when did all of a sudden you're like, this is my life's passion? 
Oh boy, that's a big question. So I'm actually an engineer by trade. So I went to the University of Waterloo and studied systems design engineering. Uh, you know, about a hundred years ago, it feels like now. But I, uh, I was, I was a, a, a software guy to start. So I actually started my career as a software developer. And I quickly realized I was not a good software developer. <laughs> well, well, the idea of it, I was not the kind of guy who could sit down and really dig deep into these really minute problems. But what I um, migrated towards was actually working with other developers to help them solve problems. And I shifted over to running out the developer programs at uh, BlackBerry, the good old smartphone company uh, from no years way. past. And I spent uh, about a decade there running their developer programs, eventually their partner programs, uh, where it was all about working with others um, when you could understand the technology, but then, you know, relaying it to them in ways that linked back to value and to helping them solve problems to say, how can you develop an application on our platform that achieves results A, B, or C, or that's going to be more engaging or more effective for your users? And, and that was a lot of fun because I was able to take my technical expertise, but then tie in this notion of benefit-oriented outcomes and storytelling. And, and that's really where I found my passion. I spent a lot of time being an evangelist for the platform, building partnerships, and eventually worked my way all the way over into marketing. And, and now I leverage that technical background for the science side of what we do. But my, you know, my passion for, uh, you know, creative experiences and storytelling uh, as a marketer as well. So it's been a really fun journey for me, not the most common journey for a marketer, but uh, it's been very valuable and, and I've really enjoyed it. I love that. And we all can have these unique backgrounds that lead to very interesting careers. Like you're back mm -hmm. into, you're like, oh, you know, I didn't wake up one day and say, I'm going to be a number one sales rep when I grow up. Like I didn't say that, but I grew up in the performing arts and I'm used to being on stage. And I mean, there's like, a, there's a lot of things about my background and history that say, because of that, I happen to be great in sales. And I think that same thing with your story, there's a lot of things in your makeup and your past that make you great to be in marketing. So that's great. So I'm glad that you're here. And I want to delve into this concept of video marketing because you obviously embrace the same methodology we do around content strategy and getting into account-based marketing and being very targeted with your ICPs, understanding the new way of SEO. And it's all about long tail key phrases. It's about the content strategy ranking for those and getting into topic clusters and, and uh, being able to have a content strategy that intersects depending on where they are in the funnel, whether it's awareness, consideration, decision stage, and then also nurturing through the life cycle of the relationship. So their lifetime of the relationship. So there, there's a lot of great components there. When did the light bulb go off for you that you're like, ah, we need to start interjecting video into this process and tell me when you first got into that, like, what did you start to see? Like, why was this revolutionary for you? And I mean, clearly you've been there for six years. So, yeah. so tell me about that part of the journey. Well, what I would say is what's, what's really interesting that's happened over the years in, in the core world of marketing is almost what you went through there is it is so broad. Now there are so many different channels that we need to be engaging our audiences on. There are, you know, different modes of interaction, right? The world of we do, you know, banner advertising and then a website to book a meeting with sales, right? That's not the world we live in anymore. 
And all of us as marketers need to be conscious of that, that, you know, people have greater expectations of how they're going to interact with brands. Um, it is a customer centric buying journey. They're in control. And all of this leads to we need to be able to service them in the channels that they are on uh, through the mediums they want to engage with and in a way that enables really a self-serve buying experience because that's what more and more people want. You know, I love this HubSpot community where, you know, Brian Halligan and Darmesh and everybody is so passionate about the friction-free flywheel model, which I absolutely embrace as well and say, you know, as a marketer today and as a buyer in my normal life, you know, we need to remove the friction. We need to stop saying, you know, we're, we're focused on trying to book that meeting and that's the big point. It's like, how as marketers can we help people make their decisions and move through the process without having to, to go through hoops? And the interesting thing that I've seen now with video over the years is it's becoming a more and more integrated part of that buying journey. And marketers are starting and sales reps are starting to understand that, wait a minute, video isn't just an advertising tool. It's not just a social media tool. It's not just something we spend $30,000 on to make a nice explainer for our website, right? Like all those things are fine. But the real power of video right now is our ability to create it, to deliver our message throughout that buying journey, to clearly explain what it is we do, to introduce the people in our organization in a transparent and trustworthy way, and using it as a way to let people self-learn, um, you know, instead of having to read a blog or, or a, a PDF, hey, here's a short video series to explain those same topics because you as a customer may prefer video as your medium of choice. And by the way, it's more memorable, it's more interesting, and it gives me the opportunity to put our brand personality out there in front of you. Um, so I think that's the thing I'm most excited about is this definition of what is video for marketing and selling has changed dramatically. It's no longer a single function. It's like we can all create it. And it is a powerful way to deliver our message, whether it's top of funnel marketing, whether it's our product demos, whether it's a sales rep introducing themselves and trying to break through the noise, or whether it's a success manager connecting with a customer offline. These are all ways we're now using video. And I think we're on the real cusp of uh, you know, transforming how we connect with customers using those ideas. What an evolution of it. I mean, when it first came out, we were getting asked, like, should we use this for prospecting? It'll help increase, get our meetings. <laughs> but to your point, my we just closed on our refinance on our mortgage. And our loan officer sent us a video about closing. Nice. And it was such a nice touch. Because in this day and age, especially with COVID happening, we could never meet with her face-to-face. -face. Everything was over the phone. And it was the first time um, we did two loans with her. And... It was the first time over three months where I feel like I was talking to this woman, I don't know, three or four <laughs> times a week, an email that I saw her. And it was amazing. I'm like, what a personal touch that was. And right. we were already customers. That wasn't an outbound prospecting email. We were right. already customers. And so that was so cool um, just to feel that. So I love how yeah. you articulated the evolution of it. And it's not just, okay, sure. Like out of the gate, people were trying to get your attention and differentiate themselves on an outreach because we've had video and marketing for a long time. I mean, we've had, you've talked about on social channels, but you know, who doesn't have an explainer video on their website? Like if you don't, you should, but it's 
it's like, what were we doing then? It, it had like a drop-off point where we were using video. And so then to bring it into prospecting, to secure conversations, amazing. But then you can also use it, like you said, with the flywheel of engagement, it can be used all over. I mean, I love just hearing about customer success. If it's offline, they can't connect with the customer directly. Like we don't have to resort to just email. Let's shoot a really cool video that's personable and, and they can hear the, t- the actual tone that we're intending, not a right. tone through email and whatnot. And it's still like you get to see us and it creates this experience that they want to have. And people are craving that and they, they love seeing the face of the person. I mean, social media has changed that for us. We want to have visibility and, and to see people, their surroundings and get to know these people and create more of these human, human connections, even though we can't right now really like be in person and have that face to face, but we're still creating more of the connection. I think it makes it a lot more real. And then also, I mean, do you have stats or would you argue that retention is then increased because the customer feels like they actually have a quote unquote relationship with the person? And it's not just like, oh, my service or person's really responsive over email. Like they feel like they know them. Oh, absolutely. I think there's, you know, we see it in, you know, the entire customer experience right now. And, you know, we see really interesting results at different organizations that embrace it in different ways. You know, you touched on earlier, we have, we see a lot of companies who are using, like if we focus on, you know, outside of marketing in the sales and and success teams, we have sales reps that are using it for outbound prospecting, as you mentioned. I, and I, I literally just yesterday got this Slack message from you know somebody who I didn't even realize was a customer of ours who said, Tyler, I got to tell you, um, you know, I'm super excited. Our team started using Vidyard, our, our SDR team, our sales development team, started using Vidyard a couple of months ago for outbound prospecting. And I kid you not, and I, you know, he said, I, I ran the data and those using video for their outbound prospecting are seeing 5x, not just like double, but 5x the response rate and have generated 2.5x more opportunities in pipeline since they started to use video. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm starting to like cry over here. I'm like, this is amazing. Like this is genuinely transforming (laughs) your business and the way that you sell. And that's because in that mode of outbound prospecting, the superpower of video is its ability to stand out from the noise to feel and be more personal, honest, and trustworthy, um, and to also demonstrate commitment and value, right? If an individual is willing to take the time, which honestly, once you get good at it, it's actually quicker than writing an email. You hit record, mm-hmm. you know, there's 45 seconds, you send it. But that individual on the other side, you know, sees value and they go, well, wait, this person took the time to send me a video way better than all this other crap in my inbox of people just copy pasting stuff. I'm willing to give it a listen or a watch because my expectation of value is greater. So in that case, they're using it as a way to break them, you know, cut through the noise to get that initial conversation going. Then you have others who are using it throughout the deal cycle, if you will, and saying, okay, great. We're in conversations with a prospect now. And rather than waiting, you know, another week when we can find time on our calendars to hop on a Zoom call, well, instead, hey, you were interested in a certain capability or a feature. I'm going to record a quick demo of that for you. Like I'll do a screen share. It's going to be three minutes. I'm going to show you one thing you thought might be interesting. Send it over and let you give me feedback right away, right? And you can watch it on your own time, all those nice things that go with it. Um, So there's like these touch points where you can start to use quick videos as a way to keep the deal going, keep educating them and letting them do it on their own time. And I know as a buyer, I love that. I'm like, look, I'd love to get on a call to do a big demo and discovery and all of that. But honestly, 
you know, I really don't have a lot of that time right now. And I love it when reps like send me offline content that I can consume at the right time. So that's that's another place where we see it. You get you get through to like that sales proposal stage and use and they record a video walking through the proposal to explain everything. It's really a different experience that I think is is really, really interesting. And you have the data and analytics on the back end, right? Yeah. Well, then you start to be able to see um, like as a sales rep, um, and then we can even extend this into customer success and service to your point earlier, account management, where now when I've got the customer on board, I'm sending them quick videos that, again, I'm explaining things, I'm giving them updates. Maybe I'm reviewing the performance they've had with our product or service. But again, instead of just like sending them some stats or a quick email, I'm just recording a video. I'm putting myself on camera. And I think those things make us more memorable um, to our clients and help with retention. Absolutely. And then all across this, the really neat thing about video is I can start to get more insight into how people are interacting because I'll, you know, with a tool like Vidyard, uh, as a sales rep, when I send a video out, I'll get notified to let me know that that person watched my video. And if mm-hmm. I dig into it, I can see, you know, did they watch it for 10 seconds or did they watch it all the way through till the end? And that starts to give me signals on, you know, who's actually engaging when. Similar thing that a lot of reps use in email, right? They'll set notifications for when somebody opens an email that they send. Same idea with a video, but you can, you know, even get deeper in knowing, did they actually watch it or did they just, (laughs) you know, skip through after 10 seconds? And that sort of stuff is really, really helpful to help you know who's really leaning into your message and who you should be spending your time on. Or if your message is working or not, like if you need to change it. Right. (laughs) It's a rude awakening where you're like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've been spending all this time. We see that with executives. I, I mean, I, you know, not, not joking at all. We, we hear it all the time where customers will start to use our stuff for internal communications and they'll have mm. their executives recording like company updates. And it's like a five minute long, 10 minute long, you know, recording of a presentation. And it's a bit of a rude awakening when they look at the data and they're like, Hmm, 80% of the people are only watching for 30 seconds. I guess this isn't quite working. And they, oh, it, no. it's, but it's a great coaching moment, right? Then they go, okay, like, what do we need to do here? And then all of a sudden their executive like moves from sitting in front of the fireplace wearing a suit to like going into their backyard and like wearing a cowboy hat. And all of a sudden people are watching the whole video and they're like, oh, that was it. It was, you know, it wasn't casual or personal, whatever, right? So it's really neat. Like you can apply that in, in sales, any other areas where you do start to learn what's really working and what's not. Yeah. And you said a couple of things that are really important here. Like you can consume it offline when the timing is right for you. So Mm -hmm. phone calls are disruptive. They like the way we executives schedule our calendars. Like I never have time in the day. Every call goes to voicemail unless I have a phone call that I'm expecting and there's, and then I will go through those voicemails with my visual voicemail. I look at the transcription and I make a decision at that point of prioritization of who's going to get a call back. The absolute last person that is getting a call back is a salesperson. Like I don't have time. I don't care. Right. I'm a CEO. I run a company and I don't have time for it. Every now and then a very well-constructed email grabs my attention and I'm a zero inbox person. So I will keep the email in there. And at the end of the day, when I clean out my inbox uh, towards the end of the day or at night, 
I will make a decision at that point. Uh, my favorite thing as an executive is if they have a schedule link for like schedule a meeting with me, because then I can avoid the back and forth and I can just find a time that works for me. It is so great to have those tools. I can pick that and then it's fine. So every now and then there's a phenomenal outbound email message. But I made a joke to you earlier before we started recording. I, I as a busy executive, I wasn't a fan of receiving video emails because the time, the real, for me personally, when I check emails, it's, I know, don't hate me. It's like it's in okay, the bathroom. It's okay, Mary. You can, you can say it. There we go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We are into the bathroom at this point in the, in the show. Stick we just went to the potty. <laughs> <laughs> but like I do, I mean, I, but I have like one minute in between meetings and I try to clear through emails and I usually like take my phone in the bathroom and whatever. I'm just going to go there and say to be brave to people to admit that they do it, whatever. I yep. take my phone in the bathroom. Yep. So, um, anyway, I also have phone soap. It's like this thing with UV light and you put your phone in it at the end of the day and it like zaps away bacteria. I wash my hands. Okay. People, but don't act like you don't do it. So I clear through as many emails as I can, literally in a 60-second countdown to keep my inbox manageable. And then the next time I'm checking emails is usually when I'm on a meeting and a call and whatever. And I like scan through and I can clear them out quickly, um, you know, like trying to do it undercover. And then the next time I'm checking emails is when I'm sitting next to my husband at night and we have the TV on and I'm sitting there with my laptop. Like I'm really also not then in a position to watch a video. And then the next time I check emails is like 5.30 in the morning before anyone else in my house wakes up. And again, I'm, in, I'm trying to be quiet. So I'm not playing video. So I am not a great prospect for video marketing. And so tell me, is it is it something that Vidyard has? Do you have a text overlay on the video option? Or is that like on the roadmap or a way or a transcription, like something to say like, hey, can't listen to this right now. Here's right. a text recap of what it is and like watch the video <laughs> later. I mean, I'm just curious. Is that okay? So yeah, there's there's a lot to dive into in this conversation, not just your bathroom habits, but with respect to this idea of, of yes. Um, so a couple of things, and then I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, give a couple of points, and then I'm gonna directly answer your question. I promise. So my my first point is number one. Thankfully, we're not all selling to Mary, and right. again, when you know, so I, I think we have to be mindful of adjusting, just like any messaging, if you're sending a video, we have to adjust our approach to the audience and, and how we're expecting them to be consuming information. So um, I hear this time and again, people ask, okay, well, I'm, you know, if I'm prospecting somebody at this level of the organization, what's the best way to do a video? And if it's somebody here, or if it's an executive, and, um, and what I would suggest, um, independent of the captions and such, is if you are prospecting executives, then 100% time, their time is the biggest issue. Mm -hmm. And so what I do is I think very hard about how can I give them a quick, very quick video that is intended to save them time, not to consume it. And my point there is that with video, you can save somebody time by giving them more clear, more helpful, more valuable visual information very quickly to help them make a quick decision. So what I'll do as an example is if I were prospecting you, Mary, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I, we, I worked at Vidyard, hypothetically, um, mm -hmm. and, and you know, I wanted to try to pitch you on our video tools. 
I wouldn't send you a video where it's just me waving at the camera going, hey, Mary, <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, hope everything's going well wherever you happen to be sitting right now. Da, 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 uh-huh. right? Like that's that's not going to work for you. That's going to work for your marketing manager who's sitting at their desk working on things all day. They see my smiling face pop into their inbox and they're like, oh, this guy's got something neat to say. I'm going to check this out, right? That works for them. It doesn't work for you. So for you, I'm actually going to do a screen recording video with my face in the corner so you can still see me, but I'm going to focus on the value of, you know, what, what it is that I'm looking for in, in under a minute. And I'm going to bring up on the screen a very clear visual that I think will help you in 30 seconds understand what I'm looking for and how you can help. Okay. So I'm going to bring up a visual of, I don't know, maybe it's your website um, and you've probably got a video on your website. So I'm going to bring up your website with your, your video on your homepage. And then I'm going to hit the record button and I'm going to say, Hey Mary, it's Tyler at Vidyard here. Look, I know your time is super valuable. So um, in, you know, I just wanted to quickly, I'm looking for your, your, your suggestion on who to speak with in your organization about your videos on your website. Because here at Vidyard, we can make sure that everyone who watches that video gets tracked and can be flipped to sales immediately. If that's interesting to you, let me know who in your company manages your video strategy, and I would love to chat with them. Done. Yes. So what's powerful about this? Psychologically, you used an asset of mine. Yes. Which my brain will connect with and not want to delete because I'm going to want to know why there is a thumbnail of a video that has a my video in it. Yeah. That's right. So subconsciously, right. like you just hooked, like that is not getting deleted. Number one, that one will right. get watched because I'm like, why is my video right. in this video? So great yeah. job on that. Like you've yeah. done this before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a couple of times, or I would, uh, you know, the other thing I would do is if I think maybe the person on your team I should talk to is your, let's just say your, uh, you know, your director of marketing communications for sake of mm-hmm. argument. So I would bring up their LinkedIn profile up on the screen. I'd hit record mm-hmm. and I'd send it to you and I'd say, Hey, Mary, Tyler from Vidyard here. I just wanted to confirm. I'd really love to talk to your team about your video um, tech strategy. Is this the right person to be reaching out to? If so, you know, just let me know and I'll follow up with them directly. Right. And that's it. And again, you get that message in your inbox. If I had just typed it out, you would have been like, Bleh. but you see this visual of like somebody from your team, their LinkedIn profile is up on the screen. And you're probably like, uh oh, you know, this is either really good or really bad. Like <laughs> what's going on? Yes. Here? And in my, in my intro to the video though, I wouldn't leave you hanging. Right. I wouldn't just be like, Hey, Mary video for you. I would, <laughs> you know, still in my intro to the video, I got to give you a bit of context. And I would have a sentence saying, Mary, um, really respect your time. 30 seconds here to ask you an important question on who it is in your team I should be following up with, right? And then enough that you can click into the video and take that action. And I think that's how you adapt your style, depending on if you're reaching, you know, the person that you're reaching out and you got to be smart about that and put yourself in their shoes and say, what's going to work? What's going to feel like work for them versus what's going to feel actually helpful to make them make a quick decision? Yeah, that's brilliant. I, 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 when we promote this episode, I'm going to say, like, if you d- drop off before minute 24, you're missing <laughs> million dollar sales advice. <laughs> like, don't do that to yourself. That right there, anybody looking to embrace a video strategy in sales and marketing or customer success, psychologically, if you can put imagery, 
that is uh, that is owned by the person you're communicating with, I don't know how they cannot watch it because we have a personal attachment to what we own. And if somebody else is using that asset for whatever reason, subconsciously, the connection is going to be made. So both of those things that you talked about, that's right. So I've had some salespeople uh, that do a great job profiling SalesBQ and they see who our team is and they will email me and they say, I doubt you have time to respond to this. Is it okay if I reach out to Lindsay or reach out to Riley? And they look at who the team is. And I love that it's just a basic sentence because here's the thing. Psychologically, if there's a whole pitch in there, then I'm going to make a decision on if I think that whatever they're selling is worth it or not, and I might delete it. But if they just stick with the one question, is it okay if I reach out to, like, I don't anticipate you have time to talk about this. Is it okay if I reach out to fill in the blank? And you have the LinkedIn profile up there and you're like, we typically uh, vet the technology and its effectiveness with these types of people on your team. And then what if they say, hey, yeah, this is cool, then we can come back to you. But I don't want to waste your time. You clearly built a great team. So let them do their job. Like I think what you just dropped right there <laughs> is the most brilliant advice. I don't know if we've ever had like such amazing, perfect it can implement it right away advice on that. Okay. So we are going to wrap this up. Is there, are there any more words of wisdom that you have that you're like, I can't leave this podcast without (laughs) telling the audience, fill in the blank. And then if you don't, if you have it, drop it. If you don't just tell us how we can get in touch with you. Well, look, the biggest, what everybody is, you know, probably sitting there thinking going, yeah, okay, this is great. Like totally. Yes. I should send videos to people. But then the biggest problem, as we all know, Mary is like, how the heck do I do that? Like that, that's not something I do today. You know, my 13 year old daughter can record and send videos on TikTok in a matter of seconds, Mm -hmm. but as a business person, that's not how I operate. So what am I doing? Am I like recording with quick time and attaching it as a file? And like, this sounds weird. So my, my, my last piece of advice is there are amazing tools out there that make this dead simple. Um, Literally from your Chrome browser, from HubSpot sales, uh, from Gmail, from Outlook, one click to record a video with your webcam or screen capture, and then one click to share it via email or social. You're not worrying about uploading MP4s or anything. When you record it, it's all recorded to the cloud. It's, you know, it's on its own page. And when you send it to somebody, you're sending that thumbnail image of the video that's hyperlinked to a page to watch it. And so it's actually really, really easy. And I think that's the biggest problem is most people just don't know how do I even start with this. So um, one of those great tools that allows you to do this is, of course, Vidyard, uh, which is why I'm here today. And I spend a lot of time in this world. And and the great, even better news is you can use it for free. So uh, I'm trying not to be too self-promotional, but the honest truth is, like, just try it out. And you can try other free recording tools as well. But you know, you can just sign up, give it a whirl, see how easy it is, and then decide for yourself where and how you might want to use it. Hey, I'm okay with the plug because we're a Vidyard partner and we only have 14 established partnerships with technologies that work in the world of marketing, sales, or customer yeah. success, um, enablement, and automation. And you are our only video partner and we love the platform. We believe in it. We just signed another client up for it. We get to go into implementation next week. So we're huge fans of it. And I mean, holy smokes, come on people. What do you have to lose? Like you could subscribe for free. Like what is wrong with you if you do not implement this? So thank you for that. And how do we connect with you? 
Awesome. Well, yeah, please follow me on LinkedIn, Tyler Lassard at Vidyard. Uh, find me there. And yeah, let me know if you have any questions, you need any feedback. If you record a video and you're like, not sure if this is working, fire it over. Happy to give you some feedback on it and uh, help you be more successful. Well, I'm going to record a video and send it to you. <laughs> just, just make sure you're out of the bathroom first, Mary, okay? <laughs> Deal. Anything for you, Tyler. Thanks for being on today. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Quota Crusher podcast. Did you like it? Be sure to give us a rating and share it with your friends. And don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Lastly, if your company needs a boost in revenue, like real revenue growth, send me a message and we'll discuss how our team builds revenue engines for our clients, covering all facets like marketing, sales, rev ops, and customer success. Until next time.